I'm Dave Reedy, and I'm joined by my co-host, but the panellist for today, Adrian O'Sullivan. Hi, right, Davey, how's things? Not too bad, now you're all excited today, now you're kind of changed your seats. Now, you're, you're <laughs> yeah, look, it would look a bit suspicious now if I was firing out the questions here, so I suppose I've sent you on a bit of a solo run this week to see what you could dig up about us, uh, so it'd be interesting, I'm looking forward to seeing what you have on us though, yeah. Anyways, we, we, we kick on. If you're listening to the podcast, anyways, please subscribe, uh, share it on social media. And if you're listening to the YouTube, give it a like and share it as well. Um, as, as always, your support is, makes everything, everything we do possible. Um, so today, we have two fantastic guests. 2014 was an incredible year for Limerick Camogie in general. And we're joined by two great, greats from Limerick Camogie and who had a huge impact on and off the field. Yeah, uh, look, the two, the two lads who joined us today, I know Sheila and Fiona, what they've done on and off the field for Limerick Camogie is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, good crack as well to manage and good crack off the field as well. So look, I think, uh, I think we're in for a good one. So suppose we get them in. Excellent. We'll go straight into them, so. Okay. So again, we have Sheila Meinhen, Limerick's Player of the Decade, and Fiona Hickey, who won t- 2014, was the first Limerick player in any court to go up the steps of the Hogan in September um, in over 18 years. You're both very welcome to the podcast and really appreciate her time coming along and joining us. You love saying that, David, didn't you? Well, Limerick's not going up to help steps the whole for 18 years. <laughs> Big time, yeah. But it's obviously changed a small bit since. But, um, anyways, I'm going to rewind your minds back to uh, 2005 in, in August. You, had a, you were playing Cork and it was a scoreline of 517 to Limerick's five points. So, again, I liked, I liked that kind of jibe as well. But... That was an All-Ireland semi-final and a game that uh, featured yourself, uh, Sheila, and a very young Neve Mulcahy as well. Um, I think, Sheila, you, you had your first appearance on the Sunday game after, after that night. <laughs> yeah, one of my biggest regrets in life is telling Sully and Willie Banks about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was 15 and I let in a few soft goals and I got slated on the Sunday game. <laughs> it, was, it was nearly the end of me, but I came back anyway. <laughs> It's, it's actually crazy to think that like it's actually it was okay to actually nationally slay a fifteen-year-old on the Sunday game. I, they probably didn't know I was fifteen. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> like so, like sometimes I look at the at the tourgers in school and I'm like, who in God's name let me play senior in the county Camogie at fifteen? <laughs> yeah, it's different times. Well, even McDonald had an All Ireland medal in her back pocket yeah, by that stage. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. It is different times. Like that would not happen now. Like there's kind of most definitely that's. <laughs> We're struggling in Limerick to get minors into it, not to mind anyone that's 15. <laughs> um, Fiona, uh, Grana Balangari was a serious force um, in the club scene around that time as well. He had four All-Ireland finals in seven years and tri- three All-Ireland titles. Um, I suppose you kind of seen the senior team struggling. Um, what was the kind of attitude towards the county team at that time for, on your, by yourselves? Um, yeah, I thought very well at the time. It was um, the great glory days. Um, but regards to county, we always would have thought highly of the county setup, regardless of you know big losses like that. I think as a club, it was always well regarded if you were a member of the county panel, which was great because I know there are some clubs in Limerick. I say to this day, even who'd be like, "Oh Jesus, you look at your one; she's not playing county." you know, who does she think she is like, but it was never like that um, with Grand Abandon Gary anyway. So we always would have had a, a real high regard for our county players and always would have been fairly well represented. Um, but I suppose it was nice to be able to go back to club and be able to be seeing some really good performances there with club at the time when the county wasn't going so well as well, you know. Exactly, yeah. Um, again, I'll fast forward a small bit now. So back to 2012, 
um, autumn 2012. Can you remember the state of County Camogie was in this time, Sheila? Uh, I can't specifically remember 2012, but um, I know in, in general it was probably pretty poor. Um, like even when you asked me to do this study, I was thinking about the teams. Like the players we had were on like unreal, like Rose Collins, Vera Sheehan, Eileen O'Brien. Like we had serious, serious players and we could just never, I don't know, like sometimes we'd, we'd string it together a few performances, but like we were always caught out because we never had the proper preparation done. Um, so like sometimes I remember, I think it was 2011, um, we lost the All-Ireland semi-final to a last minute goal. Um, to um, up in Ashburn, I think it was. So it was probably fairly low, I'd imagine, <laughs> in 2012, like it was a lot of the time, to be very honest about it. But yeah, I'd say uh, it wasn't a great place. I think Joe Quaid then got, got to manage the, the Limerick Senior or the Limerick Intermediates, but how, how did that come about? Because I, I know we talked to JJ Dye last night, and when he became manager, uh, he was kind of taught, he was on the actual committee. Um, to pick the manager, and he actually came up, came as manager. So how did how did uh, Joe Quay come come about? <laughs> Sheila, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> Not he was like. probably yeah. on the committee too, was he? <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, think I, think that's, I can't remember, but I, I vaguely remember him being asked to kind of help out. As far as I can remember, Joe was in the county GA board at the time. Yeah, he was with um, under fourteen or something. I think. Yeah, he'd been with obviously. He, I think. Yeah, that was it. That was he'd been with oh, team was, group uh, and they won the under sixteens and he hadn't got the minor job. Minor job, um, oh yeah. And yeah. I suppose maybe someone Sean was kind of acting maybe quickly and invited him onto a committee yeah. to pick the manager, but there was probably no there's probably no other candidate. Yeah. I, don't, I can't remember the exact story, but it was something like that it was very similar to JJ's anyway. JJ's story he was on a he was on a committee to pick a manager and he, like nobody wanted it, believe it or not, in two thousand nine, which is crazy. We've been there it's ourselves, but yeah, we're <laughs> a different force. <laughs> yeah, they weren't that different though. Like, you know, you can see from last week's, I suppose, look, they, they took a, it took a serious trimming for them to get their act together as well in, mm. in 99 as well. So it's not a dissimilar story in many ways, but um, yeah, as interests, that's how we ended up anyway. I'd say, it's, yeah. it's nearly typical of the GA though, like it's the only kind of sport that you think about, you're on the, a committee, pick a manager and you end up <laughs> yeah, being, you end up being <laughs> the manager. Yeah. yeah. Point in toss. Pick a name out of it. Um, if you were in 2013, like Joe had a great start to, to his or his campaign his, or his management. Uh, he won the Division Two League and reached the uh, All Ireland final against Galway. Uh, can you remember any of them games? Um, I suppose just back to Joe starting off. Like I'll never forget actually him starting off because. For the first time, it probably resembled a fairly professional setup. Um, I'll never forget, um, it was actually Willie Banks's hurley shop <laughs> at the time he was selling hurleys and he was a selector. And I, I broke a hurley at training or something and Joe was like, sure, just go get a new one there. And I was like, sure. We, we had never once been given hurleys or never once been Jeez. given money towards hurleys. I was like, oh, sure, you know, I'll have to wait and go up to Newtown Chandra. Go in there to Willie Banks, he'll give you a hurley. I, we were going in getting three, four, five hurleys. I'd say, Jim O'Brien had 17 hurleys at one stage. <laughs> it was such a novelty just to be able to get, like, free hurleys. Like, that's the, that's the, that, that level of professionalism we were so impressed with. And that is so, like, that's nothing these days, you know. But I just, I'll never forget that with Joe. And he just, he, they, he got money thrown at us, like probably to the detriment of the county board in some ways. But that was just what he was used to coming from a male setup. So he could not get over the lack of money or the resources that was put into us. And to be fair to him, 
anything we wanted that year we pretty much got like so that was really really good like coming into 2012 13 and then getting to the honor and final like again we got great support great money was thrown behind us we got great sponsors Another funny story about Joe, he said, we got new sponsors for jerseys. And he said, Hickey, he's like, where's your favorite place in Limerick? And I was like, <laughs> the icon. <laughs> and he's like, that's our new sponsors. So it was Smith's icon, uh, our new sponsors. And I remember- They've had a fortune as well, didn't they? They've had an actual fortune for, yeah, for one yeah. game, yeah. But we spent a fortune in there as well, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> We just gave it back. <laughs> and that's yeah. all that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And so that was uh, 2013. Then we got to the final. We did a nice photo shoot and everything. I remember the GA grounds in, in the Gaelic grounds in Limerick before. It was really professional. It was nice. It was really good time. And I remember, obviously, we were so disappointed after losing the match. Um, we only lost by a point or two, was it? I think it was always kind of nip and tuck. But at the same time, I don't know about you, Sheila. I always kind of had a feeling that we weren't going to win that day. I don't know. Was it just... I suppose yeah, it was I, I was under a bit of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if you look back at that Galway team, like, like we, oh, we were looking at it for something there the other day. Like, of the team that won last year, they had Tara Kinney, who obviously missed the final last year through injury, but would have been playing only for that. Shauna Healy, Teeny Cormican, Rebecca Henley, Maria Cooney, and Aoife Dunahoo. And Orla McGrath came on as a sub and yeah. senior final Thank after. Yeah. That is a ridiculous that's team. One, that's what you want of an intermediate team. Like, you know, that's exactly yeah. like they were playing against. Obviously, they're like, senior. Like, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so their their training sessions must have been savage altogether. But um, and they had lost the year before as well, so they re- they were really hungry. I think I suppose mm-hmm. that kind of probably tipped them over the line on the day. But I suppose the day after, we were just counting down the days to get back to Crow Park again. I'll never forget that. I suppose we did visit the icon <laughs> for maybe a day <laughs> after, <laughs> and we were like, and we were just like, geez, it's only. 364 days until Crow Park again. We were that kind of, it was a great experience, but like we were confident about getting back there again the following year, I think. Many good plans have come over that day. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually a small but kind of shocked, Fiona. Like you kind of mentioned that you can remember taking a photo shoot in the Gaelic grounds. Like, so was that, was Gaelic grounds kind of something that you, you seen as something magic in a way? Um, I suppose we hadn't seen it much, to be honest. Yeah. Um, just being in there and even like, God, even I suppose back then, yeah, seeing the dressing rooms inside there and being able to train inside there, maybe playing, I'd say we played the odd match there. That was, yeah, that was a really big deal at that time as well. It was really, I suppose, the time when Komogi was really getting, I suppose, Sheila was on the Sunday game all right in 2005, but I suppose since then <laughs> things have started to improve greatly. Like, so it was nice to be inside in the Gaelic grounds and doing things like that. You just kind of, there was an air of, I suppose, as I said, professionalism about it. So it was nice, yeah. You were starting to knock around the Clare senior panel at this stage, Dave, you're in 13, 14. Like, so, like, is it, is it mind-blowing for you to hear that this is the level that Cody was at, I suppose, at this stage? That's the thing, because it was kind of like, I, I suppose I just joined the under-21s, and, like, most of our trainings would have been in Cusick Park, and that was probably a good couple of, that wasn't a day before a championship game or something, that was weeks, weeks before it. The Clare Intermediates trained in Cusick Park um, before, like they used to play before the, the Clare Seniors and like it was literally nothing new going to Cusick Park. It wasn't a big deal. We trained there, we played there. Um, that's the only reason I, I, I kind of elaborate on that. Mm. Um, but at that time, Willie Banks took over the minors as well. Um, as a senior player, like he, he had got a few decent results. Could you see something magic kind of happening with the minors as well? 
Yeah, like at that time, I just remember being in like a bubble for the whole year, and we were just all in the same. You know, everyone's just on the same mind mindset, and it's so hard to even create that. Like, it's easy to say, "Oh, yeah, we'll just do that again," but like, it doesn't it doesn't work like that. But I remember the lads had like Quiva Costello, Zimmerlas, Rebecca Delee. Like, we could see them, like Rebecca, uh, Deborah Murphy, Karen O'Leary. Like, we they were with us all the time. We knew who they were. We were going to their matches. Like, there was a real buzz about the whole thing. Um. It was just all three panels were connected, which I think is really key. And it's a big thing that Limerick are lacking at the moment is that there's three very separate panels. Um, but in, at that time, it was a clear kind of what you were saying earlier about Galway. Like it was the pathway to to the and the when we were intermediate at the time was the flagship team, like and that was the team that we, everyone was trying to to boost and to get to. Um, so yeah, I just remember being in, in a bubble kind of, and we were all in the same mindset and like. It was Camogie number one and it didn't matter what else was going on around us. Like, But yeah, we would have been very aware of those young players coming up, definitely. Yeah. But that, that, like, that whole thing creates a massive culture and like a culture to drive the success of Limerick Camogie. It's not just driving one team. It, like, it has to yeah. be admired. Because even um, the, la- the lads of fairness had, had it set up for it really well. Like I remember doing water for minor games. Like, mm-hmm. Fiona, you were the same. Doing water for the junior games. Like We were all... We were all one panel as such, even though we were three different teams, which also is a really hard thing to do, but they, they did it really well at that time, I thought. And Adrian, you kind of got, you, that's your stage when you kind of started off with the minors as well? Yeah, by accident, really, to be honest with you. It's a good team to start off with. Completely <laughs> yeah. by accident. Like, the only, it's funny, 2005, like, that was the only Emory Camogie match I'd ever been at. And the only reason I was at it, to be completely honest, was because it was on after the You're minor under 21s were on. Was it? Minor hurlers beat Dublin. The minor hurlers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was awful stuff. Like, you got an awful trim in a table. Oh, yeah. And uh, I worked a bit with Willie with the Limerick under 16s when I was working for the GA. And uh, I went down to Han one night. I was playing with him at the time, down for a puck around. And there was a match on. I think you were playing leash blow on the small field, the sloped field. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they didn't even give you the nice one. But anyway. Um, and I just remember seeing this one playing centre forward, it was like Quiva Costello. I, was at, I saw Willie there and I was like, What are you doing here? Because like, the story is like, oh, I am kind of involved with these. And I was like, Who's that one, Quiva Costello? I draw when you meet someone you haven't met for years, like, Yeah, sure, I'll see you for a coffee or I'll see you for a pint, whatever. So I gave Willie the old kind of throw away. Sure, look, if you're ever draw a stuff for an old session or anything, sure, give me a shout. Caught in a morbid, and sure, a month later, stand up in front of the parents, tell them we're going to win your Ireland, and they look at me, <laughs> two heads of me. And you know, I think back in the time, it was just absolute, pure and utter naivety from my point to think that because it was minor camogie, we just go in and win it. Like that. It was just, sure, look, and sure, so the parents had never before had heard that like it. It's not how we were thrown out straight away because it was actually after a game. Do you know what? Yeah, that's how it started. Because actually, when, when that team were under 16, I actually was coaching them for a while because they couldn't get anyone to do it. Like that, that team, that team that won the minor Ireland, like there was a few parents, there was a few parents involved. I was about 21, like, <laughs> I, I coached them. <laughs> So yeah. they're telling them to go to win their Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> so it's from your great coaching. Uh, oh, yeah, that's, that's really what I was yeah, trying to yeah, get yeah. in there. Yeah. Set the foundation. Yeah. Uh, There's no so modest, Sheila. Say that again, Fiona? I'm saying Sheila's so modest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sully, in, in 2014, you took on Cork in the All-Ireland final. Um, you kind of ruffled a few feathers along the way. Oh, that's Jays. It was, like, I think, to this day, it was the best crack I've ever had involved in any team. And, like, Again, it's just, it's just pure naivety. It was just like we had an arrogance born out of the fact that we just didn't know any different. Like, I think they were a class group and all they needed was someone, I suppose, that hadn't a clue what they were doing in a way to kind of come in and go, 
forget about this poor old Limerick. We're just going to come yeah. now and earn the grade. No ties to anything. Like you know, he's no ties. Anything. We know we weren't carrying any of this baggage that we didn't give a shit who we were playing. Just go, I remember going out to Kikini one Sunday morning, like absolutely battling them. We just walked all over them in the challenge last blow. They couldn't believe it. Like a Limerick team had come down and done this to them, and we just thought nothing of it. It was just like away and onto the next game, but. Uh, we had some crack, like we, we brought Galway down fines for a challenge match and it was oh, yeah. pissing rain <laughs> and the grass was about two feet high and they were like dogs and we baited shy out up and down fines, the knee was on fire and your man came up to Willie after, the manager, and like we just destroyed him, like, we'd absolutely walk him off the field but couldn't quite compute that Limerick had done this to him and he shook Willie's hand and we were playing Offaly in the, in the championship the following week and they just hammered Offaly in the challenge and he says to Willie, you know, geez well done, you'll give Offaly a right game but next week, how are you like? Who the fuck do you think you are? Like, you give off the game. We're after hockey in a challenge here. We beat him down there in the semi final after, and when he went up to your he goes, Well, do you still think we give off the game? <laughs> after the match, after. But, oh, I was serious, guy. Like, do you remember the day we bumped the rag sheet and we made 15 subs at the same yeah. time, 10 minutes into the second half in the Munster Championship? That was Championship, wasn't it? Yeah, it was war over it. Oh, Jesus, carnage. We just didn't give a but shit. We were so focused on winning. Yeah, you'd have to lever a bit more about that now. So you took, uh, off, took off 15 players. All in one go, yeah. So I think we played, we played Dublin in the Championship on a Saturday. Yeah. yeah, and it was a, horrend- a really tough game. Dublin were a very good side. And Tippett had no game on the Saturday. And they made us play him in the Munster Championship on the Monday. And we just gassed. We gassed. We, were, we gassed 10 minutes, 10 minutes to go to half time. They were out of their feet. And uh, I just remember going to Willie here, listen... This is gone. This game is gone here now. I couldn't give a shite about it. We'll just take them all off because we're playing Cork in the following Saturday. Sure, Willie was ruthless enough. He just goes grand. We didn't even ask anyone. Didn't the ref going here to say, Game over here. Like, we're taking off 15. Sure, it was, ah, it was war over. The secretary coming over with mint and everything. Mr. Council went nuts. It's good. It was funny, though. Like, yeah, well, had to for- I presume you had to forfeit the game once he took off 15. Oh, yeah, we forfeited the game. So the ref was like, left to forfeit the game. I was like, grand, just make sure you write down player welfare on your notes there. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Off we went, but yeah, we got to the final in against Cork, and geez, it was a really good Cork team. I think a good few of them have gone on after as well, like they've had a loony and uh, Amy yeah, do you know what? We were right looking, we beat them, we beat them well below in the championship below in Cork, and um, that would have been one of the first times I think the Limerick team had ever beaten Cork in a championship game. It was a real kind of I think it was a boost to the whole thing in general across all the three teams that that, that had happened. I think he gave a bit of confidence there, but. but for some reason, Annie O'Connor was playing soccer with Ireland and they thought maybe they were a bit arrogant kind of going, sure, look, we'll, we'll, we'll beat them here and we'll throw her on and finish the game. And sure, we came over the traps like, and we were up nine or ten points, I'd say, 20 minutes into the first half. So on she comes in and she was lethal. Like, she was class. She's like, she probably one of the best minors I've ever seen. Like, obviously, she's gone on to be one of the best senior players in the country. Yeah. Yeah. But geez, yeah, we're right lucky. We froze on the line that day. I remember it was a real learning experience and we were just hanging on by our fingertips for the draw. Um, but we absolutely battered them in the final then after we gave them an awful trimming in the replay so um, it was great like the we played in Kilmallock in the first game and our away fixture was in Charleville then and sure Charleville signed the heart of Limerick Camogie all our players were going to school there fucking Grana up the road Daddy Grana up the road that yeah that, that was it was great crack it was really great crack so Fiona um, the miners have been playing it because of Sheila's coaching and, and <laughs> then, then, then Sully's coaching after it we were in Division 1, and again, you, you talked to that like ducks to water. Uh, you had a few fantastic wins, being the All-Ireland champions as well. Um, yeah, it was yeah, it was good. Yeah, 2015, I'm not sure we did much really. That's the semi-final, I suppose, of the league, did we? In 2014, we beat Galway in the league. 
Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, we did. We did. They, got off the play, they got off the plane that morning after all, didn't they? <laughs> so, yeah, the last so they couldn't care less about us, I so you remember taking a photo in the gate of grounds, but you can't remember me <laughs> call with daughter. David, that tells you everything you need to know about Fiona Hickey. <laughs> 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 can remember the photo shoot, but not the Champions. I thought we were done. Sorry. Stick with uh, the timeline yeah. here, please. Stick with the timeline. That, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Where did he come In Kinmanock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. First, oh, first, round, first round of the league in 2014. So oh, we yeah. couldn't we couldn't beat their second team in 2013, did they? We beat yeah. their first team. <laughs> yeah, that was actually. Well, great. Yeah. But as you said, they were just having played too. Yeah, yeah. We we don't need to add that in. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Sheila, I, I'll continue on to you seeing that you you remember it. <laughs> <laughs> After a couple of them wins, um, like was an All Ireland in your thoughts, or was that still out of reach? Um, no, like I think that year we were very much aware that the only team that was going to beat us was probably ourselves. Which is which is probably a great way to be because you know you can't get too far ahead of yourselves because we had we knew what it was like to lose and we certainly didn't want to do that again. I suppose a lot of us had been through the middle the previous years, kind of in poor. And the you know what? They weren't always poor setups. Sometimes it was poor buying. Like it, I don't think you could always blame the people that were over us. Um. So like we were, some of us were had been on a journey that we didn't want to go backwards. So there kind of no choice that year. That like we knew we knew that we were probably the best intermediate team that year but we also knew that if we got too far ahead of ourselves that we'd be caught like so it was a good way to be I think that's thing that's a great mindset to to yeah. be in a, in a in a in a campaign like um but Sully uh, your minors have started kind of to go into a couple of dif- different panels um and juniors got to a league final against Kerry I think um but there was a small bit of a stroke pulled was there yeah, that was, that was, do you know what I'm ta- do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, there's a bit there, like the background for that league final is interesting because I remember the day after we won the minor, I think I'm nearly sure you drove a stone, Sheila, to somewhere below in Kerry, and we were dying. And uh, it was a draw, but there was a row in the sideline, and none of us were actually involved in the junior team at this stage, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't think so. We, there was a few of us drafted in to keep the peace <laughs> for the replay, but. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Limerick got off to a crack and start in that game. I think they scored four goals the first half. Um, oh, who was the full forward? Do you remember? She's always getting goals. Sarah Collins, is it? Sarah Collins got bagged a few goals and some else got a couple more. Um, but about 10 minutes into the second half, we'd just fallen apart and Kerry were running all over us. And we'd a sub on the junior team because the minors only just come back in. Tarf, it's given. She's centre back for the minors. Six foot one, class, rangy, great player. So we were all mic'd up and everything. We thought we were the business. So I remember raving over to Joel about Jesus, just try and tire there, centre back, maybe just for 15 minutes and we'll shore this thing up a little bit. Next one back order radar, she's not listed on the subs. What do you mean? She's not listed on the subs. So the manager had listed them all alphabetically. So he listed like two or three sub keepers, 16, 18, 19. She wasn't listed on the subs. Next thing I see a bit of commotion over on the far sideline or whatever. And I just, Obviously, clearly Tara's coming on. It comes on over to Tanai to have in the castle. Like number twenty-one, Maria Clancy replaces number six, Lisa Scanlon. Now Maria Clancy is five foot one corner forward. On comes Tara Fitz wearing twenty-one. They swapped her, and there was a massive crowd. Do you remember though? This is in the heartland. Like this is in the castle west. Big crowd carry only over the border. On comes Tara, lords it. I'm on the radio. Joe, oh, geez, that someone going to there and tell her to wind it in a bit, or she's going to get player of the match here. And, uh, <laughs> 
But like, the bogey presence everything was in, Aileen was up there. I thought I, I say to her after one stage, messing for three or four years later, but, or maybe this is the first time anyone's ever heard this, but <laughs> we were Kerry ringing on the Monday looking for the video of the match, saying it was for video analysis. That video never saw the light of day. Like, they, were, they were in Division 4 for years after. Scandalous, really, you think. So, yeah, first exclusive for uh, William Turling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just make it clear, it was nothing to do with me. If you're going to suspend anyone, throw a few more games on top of Joe. I think he's still suspended anyway. So, yeah, carnage. But yeah, another trophy is a good win in fairness. The momentum that year was just. That's, yeah. that's the thing, Fiona. Uh, the momentum just kind of continued to roll. So, after beating Galway, remember? <laughs> well, you, just, you just continued to win in all, all age groups. Um, just what can you remember any of the feelings in the camp? We say seeing a good junior win um, and then coming back in with the, with the intermediates. How was the feeling? Yeah, I suppose the, the minors were unreal because they, I suppose they knew nothing other than winning. Like, so they really brought that. I suppose, as Sheila was saying, like, there was a few of us there who knew, like, you know, the real. We knew, too, we knew too much. <laughs> yeah, too much, exactly. But the minors would really give you a great buzz because they had no fear and your training was brilliant. They were, you know, tearing strips off each other. And it was just kind of, yeah, it was just the buzz of 2014. And as I said, the junior team, the minors, ourselves, it was just, the buzz was incredible. And I suppose winning just kind of became a bit of a habit. Like, and I just, yeah, those minor victories were just unreal. And I, don't, I still don't think to this day they're, they're spoken about enough for it was it was probably the best achievement in Limerick Mobi history. Do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And it was just yeah. it's never been spoken about. You know, we talk about our 2014 All Ireland. It was intermediate. You know, great and everything. But winning that minor A All Ireland was just unbelievable. And if if we, if they hadn't won that, not a hope we would have oh, won yeah. the intermediate. We've gone on to beat Cork a few times. Won, gone on to won the 2017 Munster final. You know, there's it just really set off just a great run at Limerick in Limerick Mobi. You know. But you can nearly say that's the naivety of youth. Just they don't know anything. Yeah. It's just they, they kind of won, and that's all they, they kind of knew. Yeah, I suppose when we were their age, we were playing under sixteen, and it was all B competitions. You know what I mean? B, you learn nothing from it. Like you know, we won two All Irelands. I'd say under sixteen B or maybe it was minor B. I can't even remember because it meant nothing. Like you know, we were going out hammering teams. But like we would never have been able to step up to the A level. Well, we we should have been playing up in the A-level to give us our, set ourselves a challenge, but it was just never, it was kind of like Limerick was happy out winning these. But maybe, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, maybe you should have gone, because it's like the following year, yeah. obviously that's skipping ahead. Like we'd lost all those big players like Delee and Quiva Costello and all these, but like we still got to the semi-final again the following year, which I nearly see yeah. as a bigger achievement because the, the team we would have with was kind of that, was kind of a golden group, even though they hadn't done much before. It was clearly, that, like clear that they were seriously talented and all, but, like the following year, we probably put more effort into it. Um, it was much more professional, and we probably got more out of them as a group. They overachieved probably, whereas we probably just facilitated the 2014 group and achieved what they achieved. But like, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably, look, maybe we'll talk about it later. It's a problem in Limerick Mowie at the moment that, you know, we're kind of glorifying these getting to B finals and 16 yeah, minor games. B competitions like yeah, but like anytime Limerick have played A, they've always been competitive. Like mm. I would have played under 16 A. Um, now we did have Neil Mulcahy, which was obviously a serious advantage. Yeah. But we, like, we beat Tip blowing the rag in a Munster semi final mm-hmm. years ago, a long time ago, 2004, I'd say. But she scored a, a, a long range free t- with a goal. She scored a goal and we won and we got to the final. We lost to Cork and Charleville. Um, but like, we won, a Mon- we won a Munster minor A as well. Like, so anytime Limerick mm-hmm. have played at A, like, it's not like they've been 
slaughter. Now, obviously, there have been some beatings, like, and there was a couple mm. of years. But, like, in general, like, you don't have, and you don't have to be winning them every year, I don't think, either. Like, mm. once you're competing and, and getting players up to that grade, is probably yeah. should be the goal. That's probably the big change. The big change in Waterford Camogie came around when yes. they stopped playing in BA and started going up to A. And they won the odd one here and there, but we can even see it coming into UL now. Like, the, like what, like, do you know, Waterford are nearly like the academy you want to be putting everyone out of now, like the top, yeah. top young players coming Because I saw their under 16 team this year and they're ser- some serious players, like yeah. excellent forwards, like more Beck Cartons coming. Whereas yeah. I don't think Limerick are creating any more evil guys, to be honest. No. That's hard it's enough hard, to do. Yeah, it's a hard, it's a hard <laughs> yeah, way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Sheila, in the summertime of, of 2014, like the performances probably weren't up to top notch, but like you were still getting the results, I presume. Yeah, well, like that's the key part once we were getting the results. Like, um, I suppose all along, like sometimes in years gone by, we kind of maybe had performed well in the group stages, but as I said earlier, we probably had the preparation done and then we were caught out come semi final time. So I suppose in the back of our heads, we probably knew that we were always going to get through the group stage and mm-hmm. that the, it was the semi-final was going to be the big banana. So like we knew that we could just kind of get along through the group stage. Now, obviously, we never said that oh, we're obviously going to get out of the group. Like, But <laughs> I suppose we, 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 we did know that we were, once we performed to a certain level, like we were going to get out of it. And it was all kind of, I suppose, the lads, he probably in the background had a, a plan for peak. Like, so... I said it earlier. Yeah. We knew we had the belief, and I think it all, as I said, came from the miners from losing in 2013. We knew we were going to get back there. Do you know what I mean? And it wasn't even, yeah. it wasn't arrogance. It was just kind of, you know, it's intermediate hurling, and we wanted to get up to senior, and we knew yeah. we were good enough to get up to senior. No. Senior team operating in intermediate, to be fair, like Troy, like you went from playing in the, in the springtime against the likes of Galway and Clare, who were a really good team that time. Like we played Antrim below and Brough, Brough and like yeah. their, their goalie had a baby three weeks previously. They all arrived down in cars. They'd only 15 players. So like that's what some of the intermediate stuff was like. Absolutely yeah. pummeled them. And Sheila still conceded two goals. <laughs> <laughs> we won by 15 points. Recollection of that. Yeah. <laughs> Cora Ford's going out to mind her child on the sideline in between banging two past Sheila, I think. But, but, uh, you can blame the full back time for some that again. <laughs> but I love this the similarities between that stage actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't retired. That was before back you were moved back, back in cornerback <laughs> the sim- similarities are kind of like I know you were performing at two different grades. One was intermediate, one was senior, but between yourselves and uh and Wexford when we talked to JJ and Ursula, like they knew that they were good enough to get to the later end of the summer, then peak at that time, and that's when they're peaking. And yeah. by what you were saying there, Sheila, it's it's a very similar story. That's you knew you were good enough to get out of the group, get to the later end of the championship, and that's when you wanted to peak and fire on. Yeah. And like I suppose even playing Division One Camogie that year was a huge boost was like that we weren't like we were competitive in those games. We weren't hammered from what I remember anyway. No. Um so like we had a very positive experience <laughs> for once in our lives. <laughs> um so like all of that was a huge boost and it was good to have in the locker that Joe, we can compete with senior teams, so like we should be winning the intermediate play. Fiona, talk to me about the final. You had a, a super tight win against uh, Watford in the semi-final, really competitive game. Um, it was probably a small bit different to other semi-final. Kilkenny kind of hammered uh, Kildare, so the preparation were two complete opposites. Uh, did you kind of did that stand to you that semi-final win? Oh, I'd say most definitely. It gave us a kind of a bit of a scare, you know. Like 
again, as I said, we, we had the belief and we knew we were good enough, but geez, that kind of brought us back down to earth this small bit anyway. And just the toughness of that game, it just, it, yeah, it definitely, you couldn't say it didn't, it, it didn't stand us. Like, you know, it, it really, we got over the line there and kind of knew then getting back to Grove Park, that, you know, having that tough game behind us that we were kind of ready to face anything, I suppose. Do you remember, like, I, I was thinking I was, I was losing my mind, but like, we went in an awful session in Waterford the week before that game, do you remember? We what played Wexford. It was because I was trying to think and I was like, no, I couldn't have been. I couldn't have been. And then I remember, we, we stopped in Carroll on the way home. Do you remember Dick Finn took the bus to Carroll oh, and we yeah. did Dr. Cullen Park? We went to Dr. Cullen Park, yeah. We, like, we played Wexford below on a Saturday. Like, when you think about yeah. preparation, like, and we drew them below. If I'm not mistaken, geez, I hope I'm not hanging out to try now. Or said Jacob hit Laura O'Neill an awful clip. And she, she ended up in hospital. She went to hospital, yeah. She, was she went to hospital. hospital. And we would stay in a hotel in Waterford for a banding trip because the county board had promised us a banding trip. And we just went on an awful session. A week before the game. It was a very big week before, was it? It was. Good. It was a wonderful thing because we, we stopped in Carroll on the way home. I remember distinctly going to Dr. Cullen Park. I remember a big thin drove. So you think yeah. about it. Like, remember Joe always said after, like, the, the only time he's ever frozen the sideline in the match was like five minutes to go. We were hanging on against Waterford. Remember, they were coming back, coming back. We were playing to win. I'd say he was probably thinking, geez, how am I going to explain this to the county board? All the money we spent, and we had him on the lash from Waterford last Saturday. With us. So this that was a great bonding experience. That was the reason we got over the line. The <laughs> so, so you went on a, a basically a piss up mm. the Saturday before the All Ireland semi final. That would be I correct, think we David, yeah. a few bonding drinks. That's all it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very different. We, we went to Curto, didn't we? Do you remember we were running in Curto? Well, on the Sunday, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ran it off on the Sunday around Cora Chloe. It was roasting. It was roasting. I wasn't yeah. going up the dunes, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you would have whistled, you would have easy job. <laughs> no, no, geez, I, this is not to do with me. I'm very much carrying bottles at this stage. No, it was, uh, none of this has anything to do with me. I've uh, t- taken the minor win and slipped into the, very much into the back room <laughs> team, though, at this stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sheila, <laughs> uh, so you won a junior All Ireland uh, against Car- a very good Carlo team, should I say? Yeah. Um, on the way, but we say was the previous year spoken to like in the build up to that game? Um, I don't think we ever really spoke about it much as a group, but like I suppose in small groups we were like there was huge hurt there like as in we were really very disappointed I, I remember being really thick after the game everyone was telling us how proud they were of us and we were, I was like proud of what like we lost like and they were like oh oh Shakur Park and this and that and I was like yeah no <laughs> like and dear defense I would have a good laugh at that because she always reminds me of it like she bought a toothbrush for the day after and I called the toothbrush proudness I was like if people don't ever leave me alone <laughs> um <laughs> So yeah, like I remember, I remember before the All Ireland, I made some. We had somebody was taking photos of us after we lost the All Ireland. I I don't know. There was definitely photos of us all, and we were in a huddle, and we were, we were all crying. I was on the floor anyway. I'd say someone was trying to pick, was trying to pick me up, but I remember I made a thing, um, and on one side I had like the pictures of us in Crow Park in 2013 after losing, and on the other side I had pictures of like the minors and the juniors after winning. And I remember, I think Joe actually picked it up at halftime, and he said it's either this or this, and. Yeah kind of just went from there then and I actually remember I could be wrong but I think the down lose the junior and they had lost the junior the year before and I think I remember when we heard that result we were like right like just because we lost last year doesn't mean that yeah. we're tight and tempting here like I could be wrong now with the team but I'm nearly sure that whoever lost the junior final that they had lost it the year before as well I think actually down one but we told you they lost just to <laughs> <All right. laughs> <Darpen it up. laughs> and I, and I <laughs> 
but as I said at the beginning, like it, again, it kind of shows the kind of culture that he had, the mindset he had that he want, he didn't want that this proud cliche type thing. He just wanted to get back on the horse and get back into a winning a winning camp. camp. Yeah, and like a lot of and what you're doing is really trying to change. Is like a lot of time when you read um like articles about matches like everyone played well like they did name out like the corner back to the corner forward and oh everyone had a great game and blah 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 but like we just we just yeah but after 13 we just, 2013 we just didn't want to hear it like I, like i literally was sick to the teeth of people telling me we were great we were this and we were that i was like we're not like we lost all our invited like but you got there i was like yeah no yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm still bitter i don't know if you noticed but <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Fiona, so again, you didn't get anything easy against McKenny, and they had a serious, serious team. Um, Catherine Foley, I just have a team or the team here: Catherine Foley, Stacey Quirk, uh, Megan and Anna Farrell, and I think all of them went on to win a senior All Ireland as well with yeah, Kenny. So we said that that team, that win overall has has like what he won against just shows the quality that he wore. Yeah, I suppose um, it shows that we were senior players playing in, in an intermediate league. I suppose in the same as them, um, but no, it was it was it was totally different in thirteen. I think with twenty thirteen, with ten minutes to go, I was nearly crying because I couldn't see us winning it. Like, but well, ten minutes to go in twenty fourteen, I was nearly crying with joy, thinking there's mm. nothing going to take this away from us. Like, so it was just it was great, great, great feeling. Now. And Sheila, so we kind of kicked off the the kind of podcast with um, your campaign or your appearance on the Sunday game and um, kind of nine years later you kind of avenged that <laughs> yeah yeah I was actually thinking about this earlier I don't know if you remember Hickey but remember someone made a comment about that our full back down were there for the take we were absolutely raging <laughs> and we met her at the all-stars after remember we were raised yeah, about yeah. it yeah 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 I never got my redemption. We held Galway to 12, or held kicking me to 12 points there for the take. It was a scandalous yeah. comment. Scandalous. <laughs> am, I, am I right in saying then, Adrian, you kind of took over as coach the following year? So you had a <laughs> minor, junior, and a completed All Ireland. You took over, and then they just went all belly up. That would be a fair assessment of it, Davey. Yeah, I think. No, I thought um, your team was good year. You know what? It actually, I suppose it was a good year. So, I, like, I have a lot of regrets about 2015, to be honest with you. I think, um, look, we had a savage group, and I think, he, like, you know, we didn't overdo it on the celebrations with a couple of right nights, but I think the feeling was there that the intermediate win was just a pathway back to where you should be yeah. anyway, um, with the talent that was there. And, geez, we really went for it. Like, we really went for it. Um, I remember early in February 2015, I was managing the minors now at this stage as well. Well, really, it stepped away. We hammered Dublin in the minor championship over Kilmallock. And on the same day, the seniors drew with Galway and Ballinasloe in the league. On the same day, like Joe, it was nearly peak, peak Limerick Moy, whatever about winning trophies and stuff like that. We were getting yeah. to a level of performance that hadn't been there before. Uh, I remember hammering Wexford in that league, absolutely battering them over in Brough, 10 or 11 points, hammering Tipperary. And Joe, I think a moment came, we, we should have beaten Cork in the league semi final over in Charlotte. We were two points up, and Mull got a ball, she put over her eyes closed, and Quiva got a ball. And, over ice holes. like the two players you'd want the ball to, to come to and Cork came back and Thompson got a hold of the game and they beat us by point and it just it deflated the whole thing and I think the mistake maybe I would have made as a coach and something I've learned a lot from was like we really went for that league and with a very small panel and we could try and pick them up then and, and try and get to another level again for the championship we never quite did it we beat Offaly 
that was a great game actually. Being off inside and brought him all the way back to Newcastle to the road. Yeah. Threw him into the small dressing room. Made him by points. Roast and hot day. Great crack. But Cork beat us by a couple of points then. And Wexford beat us in the right game with Owen Wexford that we probably should have won as well. Owen Wexford Park, Kay Kelly and we leave the last quarter in Northern. They got over the line and uh, we went up for a dead rubber game then above in Galway. And Galway yeah, Galway beat the shit out of us above in fucking that and right yeah. in. That, I, don't know, I think Joe had enough at that stage as well because I suppose like he himself and Sean had, were pretty much running the whole show. Like They weren't just running the team, they were running the county board, they were doing the fundraising. I think he was withered from it and I was kind of tick with the results and there was a few things going on in the background with the county board then at that time as well. I, was kind of I think Joe got well. in a bit of trouble uh, with the Hurley when the Hurley bill came in. I think so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Willie finally sent him the bill for the Hurleys that you all thought were free and it catapulted him. Then If I was a bit older, I suppose maybe I would have, like, if, we, if I wasn't as green, maybe I suppose this. I often wonder, thinking back on it, like, if we'd have stayed together as a group for another couple of years, would we have achieved a bit more? It is, it's definitely a regret, you know, but look. It's just their decisions you make at the time, isn't it? I suppose it's the way it goes. But it, like when you said there that you kind of that's your one regret that you went all out in the league. Mm. Like, like I don't, I know the two girls didn't haven't heard the, the podcast with the Wexford guys, um, but they said league means that and who remembers winning the league? It's all about championship, yeah, whatever it, it group you're playing in, or um, it's all about championship. So it's yeah. uh, you've learned that. It's obviously something you've taken away from. I haven't won a league since then. <laughs> 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 yeah, look. How you doing? You win this year. Wexford would have won uh, three, the three in a row there. They would have had experiences of winning championships. So I know you can say the league means nothing, but winning that league in 2013 was huge for us. And you know, for even us, getting yeah. to league semi-finals was important at a, some, a certain stage. It would be important now, I don't think, but you know, it was important to us at that time as well. I think I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we probably had the approach that look, we had a very young team and we kind of wanted to keep the momentum going. And keep the winning going, yeah. Yeah, and keep the winning going and just the whole thing. Yeah, look, it probably ended on a bit of a sore note. It's a shame. Like, it's great to have this conversation now because you're kind of laughing at all the memories and the stories and everything. And it kind of gives you kind of good vibes about it, I suppose. But at the time, maybe, it would end, for me anyway, it would have been a sour taste in the mouth. But look, it is what it is. It's sport. You move on, on to the next team. Exactly. Uh, Fiona, if you want to answer first and then Sheila. Um, like the success didn't end there. You won a senior league or senior Munster title in 2017. But as a whole group, is there a bit of a regret there that you didn't kind of push on and win more as, as a really good group? Yeah, I suppose. I think in 2016, um, I still have the, the slitter inside um, in the room that we, we beat Cork below and Mallow, um, we beaten them actually in twenty sixteen or in February of that month of that year as well in the league. Lone Rakili was an awful day. The ball was stuck in mud. People were bending down to pick it up. Like it was just a horrific day. So I think we beat them that day. And we didn't really take much from it because, like, I mean, it was great and everything, but the conditions were so bad. We kind of um, was that the day Sarah Sarah couldn't play or Sarah played that match. I think she, she, she found out she got the virus after. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, she she, she had Nikki later that year anyway. But um, it was um, like, that was great. And then we actually played them in Mallow, and we didn't have Sarah that day. And we kind of we were kind of like, oh Jesus, 
I don't know, I didn't told I knew we were, you know, we are after building a lot and uh, we beat them that day below without Sarah, like, and that was just a great day. As I said, I took the slitter off the ref, I'd say, after the match and ran away with it. Was, that was really one of the, the highlights of, of my time with Limerick anyway, which is just, it was a random league match in Mallow, but it just showed that, like, we were at that level now. And I think always, we always had a great rivalry ourselves anyway with Cork. I'm not sure they thought they'd much of a rivalry with us, but, like, beating them was just huge for us. And then, I suppose that monster, that monster final in 2017 was just one of the one of the greatest days. Cleveland Lions came out of the came out of the blocks racing and scored a cracker of a goal, like one of the best goals I've ever seen. Anyway, and it was just it really was a great day, and we were on such a high after it. And I just like it was the first round of championship. Now I was actually on the old honeymoon at the time, but the first round of championship, um, I remember the girls were playing awfully, and awfully were always a bit of a uh, I suppose a banana skin for us. It was like the teams you expected you'd always kind of we always had a confidence thinking we'd beat them but it was always only a point or two in it either way and I suppose we got off to a bad start that year Sheila wasn't it that that, that match really kind of we'd, we'd eyed up that game as one we would be winning you know um, and that didn't happen I suppose we it kind of ended badly then that, that year and, and Sheila, do you think there was a regret that uh, yeah. you could have achieved more? Actually, the, the last game I played for Limerick was in 2015 against Galway. I actually, I fell that day and I caught my leg and I ended up getting um, a really bad infection in my leg. Um, and I also had to get an operation on my left leg. So I suppose my memories of 2016-17 was pretty yeah. much a mental, tor- a mental torture that I put myself through. Um, oh. But no, they were. I do. I remember that game in uh, in Raquel in the pouring rain, and I was like, oh yeah, the one time that I feck off, they they, they go in the, the B Cork, and then they did it again. And I was like, I forgot to say. No, 2016, I was actually in. I was I was fine, like because I thought I'd be back. I suppose 17 was. I was. I knew I was coming to the end, so I suppose personally, 16 and 17 and 18 weren't the best years that I had. But um, that that monster final day was a brilliant day. Was, um, back in Charleville, it was a huge, a huge. Well, it should have been a huge moment that was pushed on from. But I suppose there there would be regret um, amongst the girls now that they probably didn't push on from that. But she yeah. not to say, like obviously it was you know devastating that you weren't there winning that with us. But like Laura O'Neill, the goalie that took over from you, looked up to you so much. Like and you coached her better than any coach we ever had. You know what I mean? So like you really did play an instrumental part in that. So thanks, know. thanks, Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I think we kind of all give out as well when Camogie's not in the media enough. Um, but this might be backwards in a way, but Limerick Camogie was definitely in the media, but it was for all the wrong reasons um, in the winter over the, the management search. Uh, I think you were part of it in the middle of it, uh, Sheila, with Declan Nash's management team. Uh, yeah, so I had been, I had gone to Australia Um after I I left the pet, well I didn't leave the pedal after I retired I suppose, and um, when I came back Declan rang me. He asked he originally asked me to go back playing, but like the, I just my legs I couldn't. So then he asked me would I get involved, and I suppose in my own head again probably a little bit selfishly I kind of had a bit of redemption that I wanted for myself, kind of that I had finished so poorly. Like if I'd known what I knew in 2015, I absolutely would not have gone through the torture of 16, 17, and 18. Um, so yeah, so I was involved. Um, Wait, again with Laura and, and the two Claire's. Um, I suppose the biggest disappointment from my point of view is that, and I know Fiona, you'll back this up, is that Declan and Dara and Michelle, like they're just such nice people. And I know it's not about being nice people, but like Declan, 
literally, I'd say if you asked him what any of those girls ate for their breakfast, he knew it every single day. He was so invested in their lives, in like what they're doing in college. Like if someone wasn't in good form at training, he knew like, and he knew why. Um, he, and, and it was just so disappointing to see and it was just so bizarre like the things we were fighting about fighting about was all the stuff that we've been talking about in this podcast like we were fighting about the best minors being allowed to play with the flagship team in Limerick like it's still something that I still I don't I don't understand it I don't get it it's the same with the juniors like there was an argument about if a junior is playing well with the juniors which they were and if they had the opportunity would they be allowed to proceed their team the answer was no like is it I still I just I <laughs> I just, I don't get it, like, I don't understand. It's, it's funny you say that, actually, because uh, I remember actually in 2014, Sinead Mack was flying for the juniors. I actually, I actually used that example. That and missed the junior and then final I, I was told and came on in Park, yeah. But I was told there was uproar in the background, and I was like, yeah, and that's the uproar. key part, is that there was uproar in the background, and the players didn't know anything about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sure those things happen. I know, I know it wasn't easy for... Sinead or for the junior girls at that stage. It wasn't easy for Sinead. She missed out in a junior final in Moneygall and played in the intermediate <laughs> final in Crow Park. No, I know, but like, <laughs> see what, what you, what you what girls would be so conscientious. Like, she would have been conscientious about leaving the junior team and being like, oh, like she wouldn't, she'd be totally the type of girl that wouldn't want someone to think that she had notions about herself that I want going off playing with the intermediates after playing with the juniors out here. But like, there was never that attitude, like, because everyone understood that the, that the intermediate team at that team were the flagship team that everyone was trying to get to. And I would argue that that's probably not there right now. No, I, I bit of joined up thinking. Yeah, it's like, that continuity as well. It's management. How how long? Like, look at Anne Downey and Kenny. How long was she in charge for thirteen years or something? Or that's a bit mad, is it? Thirteen. That's a bit mad. Yeah, she wasn't. Party boy might be a better example there. Yeah. She's in charge for a long time. Like, and we've just never like you said that yourself, Sully. That like you were disappointed that. 2015 ended on a sour note for E and mm. you know we've had management since that have ended on sour notes and it's it's just I don't I just don't understand as you said Sheila it's, it's bizarre it's just bizarre the, and like the, the most part of the most bizarre thing is that the players wanted Declan Declan wanted to go back like <laughs> most of the time it's the players <laughs> don't want the manager and like then there's a row but at the county board oh, sometimes want the manager, manager. Uh, just, like, just, just disclaimer: We we have no uh, communication from Declan Nash to say he wanted to go back. <laughs> but like, and like, there was there was like there was no one saying that what what we were doing, and I I'd even I wouldn't put we like what the lads were doing was perfect. Like, and they knew it, and they had lots of plans for bringing in other people and like trying to up the game another step, and like what could they do to improve? Like it it was and like the big thing about and I, I'm singling out Declan in it, but like. He likes similar to yourself, sorry, no ties, like no club, like he doesn't even have a daughter, like as in his, and I know I, they, he, he went to the county board and he spoke to the county board and like someone said, someone in the, in the room, I believe, asked like, why, like, why do you want to do this? And he, he said that he wants to see, he wants to see young girls that want to play Komogi for their county. And that's simply all he wanted to do, like. And like, no, there was things that he didn't have. And like, of course, there's technical things, but in my eyes, probably tick the box and he was willing to do those tick the box exercise, but if like it just came to a stage where if you're not wanted, like it was just going to be a nightmare. Like, yeah, there was probably too many hurdles to try and jump over. To try and jump over, yeah. Um, so I suppose got thinking on the future again, pose it to Bodhi if you want, if you want to answer first. What do you think of the future of Limicomogi? Where is it heading, or is it heading in a good place? Well, like I suppose the main thing really for Limicomogi in the future, we we touched on it already, is that 
they need to be playing in the A competitions. Um, I think the Camogie, I suppose, in schools at the moment, you had a few great wins there a few years back, and uh, Sheila and Laurel Hill, and the Camogie is going very well in there. Um, I suppose it needs to be pushed, I suppose, more. It's, it's all starting with the grassroots. There was talk of um, a Camogie Academy being set up, but sure, nothing ever got going. And it's kind of like one of those things that's like, here everybody have a medal like you know anyone anyone could just get into you know any of these I suppose training camps for under 14s or you know under 12s under 14s and I just think they need to be playing at the highest level they need to be playing they, if they go out and got hammered against the Galways the Chips the Corks the Waterfords they'd, they'd learn more from that than playing in these Mickey Mouse competitions and being happy with that so that's that's all I would really say in it is that they need to be playing at the at the best level they can be playing, you know, I, they want to succeed. I think that, as you said there, the importance of a academy, like you, we've seen what it does or did for the uh, Limerick Senior Hurlers, um, and there's no reason that can't be repeated and replicated on the Camogie front. Yeah, I think there, there, is, there is an academy, as far as I'm aware. Um, but I'd go back to Fiona's point there I'm saying for years and years and years like I actually think secondary schools are so 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 important in this but I'd argue that like and nothing to do with Limerick County Board to be fair either like the structure and it's probably a, a real traditional thing like I know in our school we'd have it's, it's not even a fight but like there'd be hockey and and camogie so like the hockey structure is that there's a there's a, a league for first years there's a league for second years and then there's a, a league for we'll say junior which would be up to maybe fourth year and then you've got your 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 senior league whereas in Camogie we've got a junior and we've got a senior so like we've got first years trying to get games up against fourth years like uh, we have loads we have so many Camogie players like and um, like time-wise and logistically in school like we it's just not feasible for us to put out two teams like it just it it's we just can't do that like so we'd find that we're like first and second years I don't think I know if you want to be trying to set up a game at G a few times. I don't think our first year played one Camogie match this year. Now I know COVID and all that came into it, but like we find that we're having to do a lot of the work, and it's not even I'm not complaining that we have to do it, but like we need help to to put the structures in place and to have competitions that they can play in. Like and not even I'm not even talking about cup, um, like really competitive, like as in just matches that are set up. Um, and it, like even I don't know what you were saying there, Fiona. Like sometimes we get really excited when we see them coming into ball wall and they have their Limerick development check. And we're like, yes, like really good players coming. And some of them can barely hit the ball. Like and we're like, like exactly. It's like <laughs> give them all a, a t-shirt and forget about coaching them or forget about having <laughs> stuff happen weekly. Forget about this and that. But here, give them a jersey and a gear bag, and they're you know it's yeah. just like I think I think sometimes the ideas are there, but sometimes the follow through isn't always like what yeah. it should be. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of strategic. I love to see them like open it out that anyone that has a real genuine interest in Limerick Camogie, sit them all down at the table like what are the things you want to get out of it like give people jobs leaving that meeting like don't just have the meeting for the sake of it to say oh yeah we had that meeting with all those people this came up and then nothing ever happens like I go to the meeting I want to know what do I do leaving the meeting and who do I report to in two weeks time to say that I've done and like there are some really really good people involved in, in Limerick like there is yeah. like I know and, and some, in fairness it's actually like I've had to deal with Paul in in UL and like he's a sound guy. Like none of what you said here is anything oh, against no. Paul. I think no. like my feeling is that the group look you're never going to win with one group. So you know, um, like Dave, you'll see it there even fine senior team in Clare now, but like he won three under twenty ones and you know like you need that bit of consistency. But he'd won in two thousand and nine as well. So you had that you had to win two thousand nine. You won again in twelve. So different groups coming through and minor. Like realistically. 
it's I think you could you could change the senior manager every second year and it's not really going to make a whole point of difference if you've nothing coming through. I think there's very few players starting for the Limerick team now who weren't either on that minor team in 2014 or already on the intermediate team in 2014. There's been no new blood coming through, you know. And like even in UL there now, the players we're looking forward to getting in this year, like we've you know, we've a couple of the tip seniors, we've a couple of the water seniors that are doing their leave and you know, a couple of the Cork and Kinney Galway. And I don't mean this in any way. There isn't a single Limerick player that we're hoping will come in because they're just not out there. You know, like Dykes of, I suppose, uh, Sophie and Quiva and Derby and all these were already on our radar in 2015. There's been nothing new since that group have come through. And like, I, I think that, I, that, you know, that group at the moment have been maybe let down by the lack of development that has come after them. It's been, it's, it's a shame, really. You know, yeah, because I, I know I, this year I did a little bit with the, no, it was very small, but with the goalies with the under-15s. And like the people with them have have great ideas, like but they just don't have enough backup or other people with them. Like they're trying to do everything, and and even we found that to an extent last year. Like I know Fiona, like if we if we saw Fiona in the stand that I did the matches last year, we had to give her the Twitter account, like to update the Twitter. Like Claire, Claire McNamara, who was on the panel, like for for a couple of games, or she was doing her leaving cert, I think. So like she was traveling with the team, but was doing the Twitter account. Like like those are things that Declan and Dara and Michelle and them had to be worrying about. Like was is are our games being promoted enough? <laughs> is it updated on Twitter? Like, it's just stuff that they shouldn't have to worry about. Like, it, like that should all be ticked off. And like, in fairness, and that's not even at the county board. Like, it's so hard to get people to do, to do these jobs. Like, um, so like, we have a lot of work to do. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> in way, kind of that or in that uh, committee, anyway, is Sheila. Yeah, Sheila's on the committee. Exactly. We, we, better, we better wrap it up. We, we do have a few. Uh, we do have a few Instagram questions for you. So uh, Sheila Henry Henry Martin wants to know: Will James mind him be the next Camogie president? <laughs> no. He must, no. Okay. <laughs> Simple as that. Uh, we had a question in from Anna Kylie as well. Want to know: Did you guys have much success at underage level? We kind of covered off that. You, uh, you pretty much did, didn't you? At different at different levels. Yeah, but I didn't actually. I didn't really play. I didn't actually play. I played one year of camogie before I played on that senior team. Which, um, <laughs> I was actually playing with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So that's yeah. uh, kind of your excuse for leaving those five goals and the. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I know. It was your first day. It was your first day. And, all, and also, I, also, I was barely five foot. So I couldn't even reach the goalpost. Yeah. <laughs> But that that's excellent, guys, and we, we better wrap it up there. Like that's that's an hour of, of really interesting conversation that that we've had. Um, again, just big thank you and appreciation on our behalf of, for joining us and telling us th- them stories behind the, the incredible year of twenty fourteen, and really appreciate it again. We're in a pandemic. What else will we be doing, David? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. That was really interesting, Sully, wasn't it? Um, like we had great insight to, to 2014 and the Limerick success of, uh, of 2014. Looking yeah. forward to, to next week already. Who do we have? Yeah, definitely, Dave. It was great. I suppose for, geez, for myself, it was nearly like therapy there. I suppose look, we mentioned there during the podcast, maybe the way it had ended for us and Limerick had left a bit of a bitter taste, but reminiscing on all the stories there and the crack you had and everything like that, it definitely gives you the good feeling again. So it was great to do it. The two lads are, two lads are great crack as well. Next week, we have uh, the Waterford episode. So we've got their ex-manager, Don O'Rourke, and their two-time all-star, Beck Carton, on. Just talking to us about the journey Waterford Camogie have come on, I suppose, from being junior um, as, as, as recently as 2011 or 12 and to, to where they are now competing at senior level and, and the success they're having. So, yeah, we look forward to that. So thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, remember to like, subscribe, whatever platform you're on, um, and we'll see you next week. Thanks very much. Cheers, guys.